As businesses grow and change, employees' roles need to change as well. Making that transition can be difficult, both for the individual and the team as a whole. Leaders have a key part to play in making those transitions successful. In the final episode of season five, I sit down with Gail Dobie to talk about how we're handling the transitions of our team members, as well as our own transitions. Transitions can be hard, but talking about them openly makes them much easier. Well, good morning, Ms. Adobe. I'm so excited to be together today. And, you know, I think that a fun topic for us to talk about is some things that we're going through right now, um, which we have a lot of transitions that are happening right now. Um, And more specifically, uh, transitions within the company uh, with people changing roles or maybe changing who they're reporting to. So let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Where would you like to start? (laughs) Well, me, of course. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, okay. So uh, we had our quarterly pulsing about a month ago. Gosh, so much has happened since then. And we determined at our quarterly pulsing that my role needed to change in the company a little bit. It didn't necessarily mean that I was going away or I was no longer a co-founder but it was where does Aaron's focus really need to be, especially during this time of the business to really help the business. And the funny part is that, gosh, that was June, right? So back in January, when you came back from sabbatical, I had actually said something to you about that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of worried that like, maybe I don't need to keep all of these plates spinning over here, but maybe my focus should be in marketing because that is kind of what the company needs right now. Um, and I know that that was kind of a weird conversation for both of us. And then it kind of got tabled and um, we went on and doing our things like we always do. And then you actually brought that back up. So I guess one of my first questions for you is what were you percolating on that you felt like that was, you know, something to bring back up and kind of focus on and see if we could work that out. And um, that transition needed to happen sooner than later. Well, I think there are several things that impacted that decision. First of all, just spending a lot of focused time thinking about strategy and the long-term future of the company. And as I was looking at your workload, as I always do, I look at all the workloads within the company. And when the second in command or the co-founder of the company is as busy as you are, And you're not able to do both jobs exceedingly well because you're only able to do part of each job, then it becomes very clear that if the primary person leading the company or one of the two is overstretched and can't get all their work done, that a change needs to happen. And we decided that, of course, you brought it up at the quarterly in um, the uh, around March or so. And when you brought it up, I was thinking, oh, my goodness, how can we do this if we don't have you performing both roles? But then as I started thinking about it for the last three months, it was very clear that we needed to focus primarily on marketing. And so with that being the case and that being a strong suit for you and something you're good at, it made sense to me to come back to you and say, "Okay, I agree. I think we should make that change. And. What I loved about this is bringing this to our leadership team and having them figure out what to do with the other role. 
And what was so fascinating is that we all agreed that we would disperse all of the role to the rest of us on the leadership team, which has changed everything in terms of accountability and maybe even enthusiasm toward what needs to be done to move the company forward. So they, people weren't looking to you to be in control. They were looking for you for leadership and advice and inspiration instead. So that's a long answer, but I think that there were several parts of that that were super important in making that decision. Right. Well, and just, we kind of have alluded to the original role, right? So we should probably talk about that a little bit for the listeners that aren't quite as intertwined with our inner working. So, you know, I've always been co-founder with Gail in this business and with that, I'm not an owner, but I certainly have always been treated like an owner and I have been making owner-level decisions. Um, and that's just that's just the way that Gail and I work so well together. And so um, in the, our company, Gail has always been the visionary. And I, without the label of it for a very long time, have always been what they call the integrator, meaning kind of bringing the visionary's life, you know, dreams to, to life. Um, making projects happen, kind of being the glue within the team. And that's just naturally how kind of how God made me, right? The mold that I came out of, luckily for you, Gail. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Um, And I enjoy that. I enjoy being active in um, why we're doing things, sharing, you know, the spirit and the excitement and kind of the drive behind those projects and also having the ability to kind of siphon all of the different thoughts and ideas that are coming from Gail and saying, oh, this is this is a, a right now. This is something that we're going to work on next quarter. This is something that is so amazing, but we're going to maybe table this till the next year. There have been moments in our business where I have gotten to do mostly that role. Uh, but more recently in this last, what, probably eight or nine months, I also had to transition back into kind of taking over the marketing department. And uh, as we've mentioned before, we're also changing our brand and our company name and which equates to a website and announcements and like all of the things. (laughs) Trust me, all of the things I have been working on projects with our team and things I didn't even realize needed to happen, such as, you know, new Google drives and new ways to art, you know, what needs archived and what needs updated. And there are so many updates. Um, And so what we were realizing is that my role as integrator, even though that was really um, a strong role, I think that, you know, for a long time, I was just kind of, let's just talk about this for a minute. I don't know if we've talked about this. Like, the label of integrator. I've never really been a labels person, right? Like what a title is. And I think the label of the integrator helped me understand where I could use my kind of like special powers and gifts to the best of my ability for the company. And so it kind of helped me put my, like, I'm always wanting to put things in perfect black and white boxes. And I'm learning, you know, as (laughs) I grow into almost a 40-year-old woman that like gray area is good. And this is where I'm happiest is a gray area. But, you know, being able, even when you look at an accountability chart, like being able to put myself in that box, like, okay, that's who I am and that's what I'm owning. Um, And then to kind of be in two different boxes, it reminds me of the story when we were meeting with one of our 
business coaches where we were writing out all the different things before we had the team that we have now of all the things that you were doing and all the things that I was doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and not necessarily like job description wise, but like kind of higher level, like, okay, well, I'm, you know, uh, I'm bringing in the, like you were bringing in the sales, you were the lead coach, you were creating the content, you know, like, I mean, the hats that you were wearing, there was probably eight or nine major hats that you were wearing. And there were probably five or six major hats that I was wearing. And I remember it so clearly, we were drawing it up on the drawing board. Um, we actually had a whiteboard, which Gail gets really excited about when we have whiteboards and we're together for a whole day. And then the coach said, well, so how are you using your time? You only have hundred percent of your time. And she actually made us go through and write in the percentages of time that we felt like we were giving to each of those quote unquote seats. And it was eye-opening because it said, well, do you think that if you were able to spend 100% of the time on sales or 100% of the time as a coach, what would your results be different? And like, absolutely. Yeah, they'd be different because we're not trying to, to do so many different things as most small business owners do, right? And so um, talk about that a little bit. Like, what did you learn from that? Because that was such an eye-opener for me. Well, I think what it did was I knew that. I knew instinctively that I was struggling with doing all of the things, but it made me face it and make a decision. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the most important things for all of us as owners of businesses is to make decisions quickly because we do need to move on. We can't sit there wondering about, am I making the right decision? Am I not making the right decision? Make a decision, move with it, and then move on because you don't have time to sit there and focus on that one decision. There are so many that need to be made to move the company forward. So in that particular case, it's like your situation. It was very clear to me that with our priorities, if you look at your priorities and your goals, it's very clear that you needed to go back to marketing, not away from integrator, but we just needed to look at how to run the company differently. Mm-hmm. So in talking to that same coach, she and I had lunch over yeah, the weekend. so eager to hear what happened. Oh, yes. And so I shared with her, I said, we're moving off of EOS and we are moving on to another system to operate our business. But I just wanted to share with you that we did away with integrator role. And she said, well, that's very interesting, but you're not the only one that I have had do that. So several of her coaching clients are also moving off of an integrator role because they want the whole leadership team to be helping to run the company and manage the accountability. Because otherwise what happens is you have one person who is that linchpin or that person who is responsible for holding all these people accountable. So how much better is it when you distribute that and each person takes responsibility? So I think that was a big one for the transition for the company. And and it's definitely been a good change. Yeah, it hasn't been pretty. It hasn't been easy. There's been pretty moments. There's been great moments, but there's been hard moments too. And this is, we're just talking like just in the last four weeks, right? So, you know, I had to kind of take a minute and talk, give myself a good talking to about, it where my priorities lie now. It's not going to be. I'm. A, I wanted to make sure that the, the entire team knows that I'm still there for them. I'm all. I'm always there to help, and I'm always there to be there for them. But I have a different focus, and so 
I started working on my calendar and realizing that there just were meetings that I simply was not going to be in. People could bring me up to speed in a different way. There were going to be meetings that I wasn't leading anymore and that other people could take the reins on that and, and lead. Um, there's been moments where something that maybe Gail and I normally would just be talking about on a weekly basis has had to shift to like, let's save that for a time that we have the space available to talk about it, right? Because we really have to stay focused um, to meet some of the goals that we have in our marketing department this quarter. And um, I've had some hard conversations. I've had to put myself in timeout a couple of times. One was a little bit more like the team knew I was putting myself in timeout and a couple others just behind the scenes that I'm like, we're going for an extra long walk or a run tonight. You know, we just got to work through this because at the end of the day, like I'm a people pleaser. I just am. I used to be a perfectionist. I would say I'm, I'm getting better at that. But like, I just took the Enneagram um, and working and starting work with my executive coach. And I realized I'm a two, which I can't remember what exactly it's called, but it's like a pleasant, um, a pleasant helper or something to that effect. <laughs> I'm like, oh, geez, here's, this is me. And it can be a, such a beautiful, like, way to live, right? And like, always making sure that people in your life are, um, know that they have your attention and that you're there for them. But it also can be very depleting for the person that's a two, right? It can, I'm, I've been working so hard all of my life, not just in my professional life, but also personal, like keeping other people's cups filled. And then mine is the first one that um, that tends to kind of get emptied first. Mm -hmm. And so one of the one of the harder transitions is I've been paying more attention to keeping my cup just a little bit fuller. And maybe everybody else's is just not quite as full so that I don't have those extreme highs and lows of whether it's exhaustion or excitement or stress. Um, and that's also been something that our team is observing and they're watching go down, right? And hopefully I'm trying to do it as gracefully as possible, but um, yeah, there's the days that it's hard. I can't wait to jump in on this one. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I was thinking about a conversation I had with a girlfriend a long time ago. And of course, we all have heard the story that if mama's happy, everybody's happy. So think about it this way. If you, as a leader, are 100% happy and feeling like your cup is full, you, it just exudes from you. And it, it is contagious with other people. If you're half full, it's contagious to other people. So if your focus is not on filling your cup 100% first, then you are not going to be in the right position to lead and inspire other people. Mm -hmm. So. I just want you to think about that from the same perspective of the conversation we had with our coach who said, well, if you're spending 50% of your time here and 25 here and 25 there, how well do you think you're going to do at all of those roles? It's exactly the same thing. Right. So either you're all in with making sure your cup's full first, mm -hmm. or you're going to be showing probably not your strongest self to the outside world and into the internal team. Yeah. So I just want to bring that up because that is uh, a way to encourage you to believe that it's really important for you to focus on you first, because if you're not happy, nobody else is going to be happy. 
I agree. Well, and the other transition that's happening just because of time of year right now is we're going from summer, which means kids aren't in school. You know, my kids are at an age where they're they're active and they're they're pretty great while I'm working and you know, I keep them busy. Um, they're not needing me all the time, which is a beautiful transition to get to. I'm excited for everyone that has children that can get to like, <laughs> like nine and eleven. It's pretty amazing. Um, but you know, we're starting to transition into now sports are starting. So I've got a tackle football player, I've got a soccer player. Um, and then in a couple of weeks, we're starting with school. So that means me making sandwiches at 6 a.m. That means my daughter's going to school at 7 a.m. That means my son's going to school at 8 a.m. And and I come back to Gil and say, the hours of six to eight are no longer mine. They just aren't, right? In the morning. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, what I was realizing yesterday is uh, my son kind of pulled me aside and he's like, mom, I just need you to come watch my practice. I don't want you to exercise during my practice. I don't want you to read during my practice because I'm always trying to do something to like, you know, get the books read or, you know, get the calories burned or the walks in or whatever it is. And he's like, I just want you to watch me because I'm like kind of feeling anxious about this whole thing. And I think I'm going to hurt today and I just need you to watch me. And it was just what I needed to just kind of slow down and go, you know, it's okay to just go and watch. Be focused, right? Be focused on one thing at a time. And focus on him. Mm -hmm. And then as I, um, Izzy was at a sleepover. So I got a little more one-on-one time with Jax and he's such a smart person. And he, we were just talking about the next couple of weeks and he's like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Cause like, he's always wanting to know how much time he has for things. And he wants to know, like, so when I get home from school and then I have football practice, like how much time do I have to relax or how much time do I have to get my homework done? He's planner just like out of I get that completely (laughs) I agree he started talking about it and he's like you know he's like I I like that my I don't have practices three days in a row in the last couple weeks when I've had practices three days in a row I just I feel like it's too much and what I started realizing is just as I'm kind of feeling the effects of like oh my gosh I've got to go get school supplies and I got to pay school fees and like is he has school pictures tomorrow and school hasn't even started yet like what is happening here um, and the uniforms and all the things, all the hustle and bustle that happens in this like two to four week period at the beginning of our routine season, he's struggling with it just as much as I am. Like his little to-do list is just as busy as mine is and handling what the world is asking him to do. And so that was like a great realization as I was kind of falling asleep last night. I was like, okay, like we're all in it together, Right. And um, transitions can just be hard, but I think that the, the the thing that helps make them easier is when you can talk about it and and let people know like, hey, this isn't necessarily going to be pretty and it might not feel good right now, but at the end goal, this is what we're really going towards. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, let's talk a little bit about the transitions of roles within a team because we're going through that right now. We have people transitioning from one to the other. So we talked about you, but we have other team members uh, that are the same way. And one of the things that I think is really important is to be watching for and having conversations with your team members to find out what makes them happiest about their job. What do they not like doing? And then you can start making plans for maybe a different role within the company or an elevated role. And it takes some planning for you as the owner of the business to really think about this and plan for what does that person need to be successful? 
what does the team need to be successful in taking on those responsibilities if they take those on for that other person? So you really have to think ahead about how this is all going to impact the team and make a plan around that. So it's not just as easy as making that decision and saying, okay, you're moving over to this department and you're now reporting to this person. You need to understand that this is their emotions involved in everything that is related to motion, right? Right. So the, the two are combined. Yeah. So a couple of things. One is I have been, we already have an amazing team and I'm that our leadership team is just stellar. And to see both our team members and our leadership team members stepping up, like I didn't realize how much I was kind of holding them back in the role that I was in, right? Because I was, I was protecting them. I was guarding them from all of, you know, all of the storms that could possibly hit them so they could keep doing their work. And what I'm realizing is as they kind of get to confront those storms on their own and storm sounds like such a negative word, I should have a better word for that, but you know, challenges, (laughs) challenges, um, they're figuring it out. They still might need a little guidance and they might need a little bit of help, but they are stepping up and they are figuring it out. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to share is we were talking a little bit about, um, just checking in with the team members and Gail, I know you've always had such a gift in seeing people's like potential, let alone just like their true talents coming through. And, you know, in the first time in the last couple of years, we've really been, I wouldn't say for the first time, but we've really been more focused on people's gifts and talents mm-hmm. and by finding that perfect spot for them in the company, rather than trying to just have a job description and, and find a solid person for that job description and that to-do list. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing I look for is attitude in people. And mm-hmm. I look for people that are interested, curious, they ask questions, good questions, and they're very engaged. And if people meet those criteria and they have some skill sets, then I'm going to find a place to put them. Because to me, it's everything about how that person shows up every day in their life. And if they are interested and they're willing to grow, then to me, I want to find out what is really, what is your best talent? What is your superpower? And if I can find the superpower in that person, often it comes out from them just doing the different roles and me watching and observing how that person is interacting with that and how comfortable they are with taking on the new challenge. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to describe it, but I just know it. And part of that is I've been on walking the earth a few years Mm -hmm. and So when you do that, you tend to look for, and I think I look for the best in people. I look for the stuff that lights them up. I look for that sparkle in their eye. I look for the smiles that are coming out of what they're doing. I look for the pride in the accomplishments that they are showing in the things that they're doing. And that tells me a lot about where I need to place that person. So to me, it's all about And of course, we've always run a company that's a very odd company (laughs) in a way. I think it's not odd in a bad way. It's just that we're a virtual company. We have special. (laughs) Special. We're special snowflakes. And so we are at 13 and a half years in, we have a company that operates without an office. Everyone works remotely. And we have been this way for 13 and a half years. And what happens is people start off in a role that might involve three or four different types of tasks that they have to do. But over time, you find out, oh, that person's really best at these two things. So let's put them there. 
and then they start shining because that's where they really uh, have their greatest enjoyment. Mm-hmm. So trying to, as you grow and as you scale, people will do less tasks and they will be more specific and they'll be specialists versus generalists. So you might start off as a generalist, but you're going to move to a specialist at some point. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a really great way to bring people onto the team and grow them into the next role. Well, I think Mason is a great example. And I know sure. he'll be into this because he helped <laughs> produce and promote it. But Mason's just an, an incredible person to begin with. But, you know, we needed some help in marketing. And we didn't know really much about Mason, but we knew he was available and he had great, um, some great references. Um, some of our favorite people are his references. And so um, he came on as a marketing assistant. And I will tell you right from the get-go, I was not using him or our marketing team wasn't using him for sure for his gifts, let alone to like the best use of his time at first. Because we were like, well, we're not really sure what to do with this. Like, let's figure this out. And so as time has gone on and he has had opportunities to see a need or fill a gap or share some type of insight that maybe we weren't expecting or we really needed to hear, um, he, we have discovered he is like incredible at, at, at videos, creating videos, editing videos. Uh, I love the the recent video he did, he did this um, voiceover on part of a Top Gun video for a, a Top Gun um, team meeting that we had. It was just hilarious. Everybody loved it. Um, he's got an incredible voiceover voice. And he also can just, I, I mean, I'm just uh, simply amazed with like those two things, like the voice and the organization, and then also being able to put something together. I mean, we're designers and we can put beautiful things together all day long. But I'm going to tell you right now, I cannot whip out a video um, in, Never. The he does <laughs> in, in the time that he does. Um, so it's pretty incredible to get to just see him blossom and and also share with him. Like we <clears throat> we want to use more of those talents that you have because that's that's a gift. And I mean, you know, the answer right now on social media is more video, more video, more video, you know, on your landing pages and your websites, like more video. And it's like, well, we've got the video guy. Like now we've just got to to schedule that in and make it happen. Um, one of the other things I just wanted to mention um, before we wrap this up is a tool that we came up with in the last couple of months because we we're trying to solve a problem. And that was uh, we were having some communication problems. Gail wasn't quite sure who to go to on the team um, for different things. Like uh, there's the obvious things, but then there's things that Gail's working on that she was like, I don't know. And then what what ended up happening is that it was kind of like whoever was available that could like listen and take it on was taking those things and they weren't the right people to be taking on those um, tasks or that information. And so I set aside four hours. I think Gail was on vacation or was away for the weekend. And I had a Friday afternoon and I don't usually have just Friday afternoons to just sit and think, right? And I invited Kristen um, to join me. And I was like, I don't quite know what I'm going to do, but I want to figure something out. And I'm I'm going to sit down and I'm going to figure it out. And I'd love your brain to help me. And so what we ended up doing is the end result was what we called Gail's communication roadmap. And what we did is we went through and we had a spreadsheet where we were like, okay, there's Gail as a person. So what is her role in this company as a, as the owner of the company and the visionary of the company? What is her role and what things does she need to do in that role? 
Um, and we came up, I think, on our accountability chart. We had three or five things that you know we hold you accountable to in those roles. And then we looked at Gail's day job. So what does Gail's day job look like? She's got coaching. She's got speaking. She's got article writing. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And we then from there, we started listing out the projects that were associated with those, those activities. And then who is it that mans those projects? And as we went through this process, we realized, oh, this is who we think should own the project, but this is who actually owns the project. Or, oh, no wonder Mason is confused about this and Mackenzie's confused about this. And Gil has no idea which one to talk to on this, you know, on this particular project. And it was so valuable um, that we actually decided to do it for each of our leadership team members. And now as a rock that we're working on, as this quote unquote transition rock that we're working on, uh, we're planning to do that for probably most of our team members, especially team members that are transitioning within the company. And um, it was one of those things where we were just trying to solve a problem. And that's how we decided to do it was to just kind of figure out like, well, let's let's put all the facts on paper and figure out what's going on here. And not only did it help out Gail, because it was typically labeled Gail's communication roadmap. Now we're we're pulling up a tab and doing this for each of our um, team members. And it is just incredible that what we're realizing and finding, because it's like, no wonder this isn't getting done the way it needs to get done. Or no wonder people are confused about this. Or no wonder this is working so well, right? Because we can really outline it and, and map it out. Well, and I think the speed of everything has accelerated as a result of it. So I know we're out of time, but I wanted to wrap up with three ideas that I wrote down. Ooh, I love it. Talking about things. And I think the takeaways are that you need a 100% full tank. You need to fill your own so that you can provide the leadership that you need to do for your team. The second thing is you need more video today on social media. And the third thing is to make sure that your communication channels are clear and you might try that roadmap that Aaron talked about. And I think you'll find that your company will run much more smoothly and you'll be a lot happier. We hope you enjoyed this episode and season five of the Creative Genius Podcast. Season six is just around the corner and we'll be talking to some fantastic guests as always. If you want to catch up on any episodes you've missed, you can find all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platform or on our website. And if you're interested in working with us and our team to take your interior design business to the next level, you can visit our website at gildoby.com or tap on the link in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you again soon.